0: welcome to triple overtime this week we will be discussing breaking news around the nfl preseason highlights and college football news enjoy this week's episode of triple overtime breaking news etn out for season with midfoot sprain which requires surgery Robinson's value is up.
1: Definitely, especially my fantasy team. My, uh, the points, I drafted him, obviously. He went from 11.4 to 15. <laughs> <laughs> That's a b- I mean, they don't have another running back after him. Like, who do they have? I don't even know. They- oh, wait, they have Carlos Hyder. They signed over the offseason. I mean, he's not a big pass catcher. Robinson's obviously probably going to get about 80% of the snap. So I expect <clears throat> him to put up big numbers again this season.
2: This is just a bull in the wound of that awful draft pick. There was absolutely no need other than to make Trevor Lawrence feel at home right. to draft him. They had undrafted free agent Robinson come bursting out of the gate. He had a crazy season. I even picked him up halfway through my fantasy season, and he kind of led me to a championship. So It's it's kind of sad, honestly. I feel bad for ETN. The rookie coming in, now
0: he's out for the season solely because of the fact that the Jaguars did not need to draft him, but like you said, they did because they wanted Trevor Lawrence to feel more at home, and now it's just a... Not a career wasted, but definitely a season wasted for this young kid. He, best, like, you know, he has a lot of talent, and he can prove that. And I think he should have gone, obviously, to another team. The Jaguars had no need to draft him.
1: They could have drafted an offensive lineman, which they desperately needed. <laughs> that Trevor right Lawrence no. definitely needs,
0: exactly. With there are plenty them. of other teams that could have picked up ETN, and they would have been happy, you know, happy to do it. They
2: had Robinson, and there's just no need to pick him up. It's just, just a waste of a season. Next up, in breaking news, we have LJ4 out for the season with an ACL tear. That's the real question here is, will the Ravens sign a new veteran linebacker?
1: I think they kind of have to. Yeah, I, I think mean, they have to. All play, we have yeah. left is, is just Patrick Queen. I mean, who else? Is there another linebacker? Patrick Queen have to lay a lot. But, oh, oh, yeah, we Chris do have Ford, Paris, but, Yeah, but, <clears> I mean, <throat> Chris Board's not – I don't think he's a really good pass coverage guy. Uh, Chris Ford got uh, in every now
0: and then last season, didn't do much, but we have him.
1: It's like – all our linebackers can tackle. It's just the pass coverage is what we need the most. So if we can find a linebacker who's a pretty decent at pass coverages, I think we can make up for the loss. But obviously, there's no replacing LJ. Ford. I right think
2: the veteran here, the, like the impact of the veteran is really going to be, can he teach these young guys as well as perform? I'm I think like Patrick Ewing is right. I I agree. I think Patrick Queen is fine with the when
0: it comes to the rush game on the quarterback and visualizing the field. But if we draft a um, a veteran linebacker that can sort of cover the past a little bit more, um, that should help us out a little bit because obviously, you know, Patrick Queen can't, can't do it on his own. But, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. If we don't draft one, then we're going to have to use what we got. But it's a huge blow to the Ravens.
1: Uh, next with Cam Newton's out five days due to COVID policy. I mean, there, I don't think there's – I think Mac Jones oh, – I mm-hmm. think – I mean, I, obviously he's taking first team reps now. I still don't think the Patriots start him because of the schedule they have for the first four weeks. Uh, They got a little bit of a. Who Mac Jones or? Uh, No, the Patriots like Cam Newton. I think has start Mac Jones or Cam Newton. I think they're going to start Cam Newton because he has the veteran in him. Like Mm -hmm. Cam Newton's not
0: bad. He's not bad. Obviously, he was better when you know in his prime. But he's not bad. He just needs to work a little bit more on. He had a lot of interceptions last year. A lot.
2: (laughs) Um, They weren't very pretty ones, but. Oh no, he's not bad, and I, th- I think they'll start him. I don't. think, I think this really is a nice helpful team. thing for Jones, because he's going to probably get the start too, for yeah. the next week of preseason, mm-hmm. and he can <clears> take <throat> those reps with the first can, team more. Yeah, you never sure. know. It could change Belichick's mind. I mean, and
1: they finally have weapons. I mean, they signed Hunter Henry and Joe mm-hmm. New Smith over the season, which obviously they desperately needed because they didn't have a tight end last season. So now Cam Newton finally has weapons to throw to. So I think the Patriots could improve the season.
0: Next up, we have Wentz returns to practice. He plans on starting week one.
2: Uh, the real question is, is this a bad or good idea? I don't think this is a great idea. Yeah. I think, well, it's not, a, they're not in a good situation in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Like Wentz was the whole point of like, last season and this season. Yeah. yeah a veteran Philip Rivers tried to just make a playoff push. Which, you know, since he retires, sure. get, bring in Wentz, who sort of had that one year of glory. Mm-hmm. But I don't think getting him in week one, if it's against, it's Seattle, so you're going to get beat up some, you're going to, it's not an easy win, so I think you want to ease him back. I don't know, they got to pick up some sort of other quarterback that can kind of lead them in that first few weeks to get him eased back in, because if you throw him in too quickly, it's going to be even worse. I I agree 100%. um, You know, I was watching a couple, I was watching footage on television of once practicing
0: and he was taking it slow. But as a lot of other announcers were saying, he he just doesn't look comfortable. He he doesn't look like anything's changed. I mean, yes, he was injured, but, dude, Wentz has to change completely. I mean, he is just awful. I mean, some of these games he plays are are just awful, and that's not gonna play in Indianapolis. Indianapolis is, you know, they're a wild card team every year. They plan on making the wild card every year, and uh, he's not gonna be welcomed here if he can't do that. Phillip Rivers was old, got old, still did it you know he, he he was one with the offense and I don't I really don't know what the plan is with Wentz I don't see a good future for the Colts that's all
1: I'm gonna say let's just let's just say they they start Wentz and injured Wentz week one right they played the a Seahawks this is Let's say they keep Wentz for the first couple weeks, right? They play the Seahawks, loss. They play the Rams, number one defense. There's mm-hmm. no way Wentz does anything against the Rams. That's oh, a loss. Shot. That's just
2: a big risk. He might get injured injury. again.
1: So, the Titan, they, then they play the Titans, who have gotten better on defense. No right. one knows how they're going to do. That could be a potential loss for probably at 0-3, maybe 1-2. and 2. Then they play the Dolphins, who have a really good defense Another with loss. Savian Howard that could be a loss and then they play the ravens who have a really good defense oh, which well. could be a loss. they could start 0 and five and the colts colts would be wondering like where there's where do no we go come now? Back from they there. they no, almost have to sign a veteran quarterback either trade for nick foles i don't know if they'll pick up philip rivers or someone off of free agency i don't know what they'll do i just don't like them Put, putting Wentz in a situation where he's got a hurt ankle and could easily hurt it again exactly Wentz's
0: a hurt ankle he's playing the, literally his first five games are some of the top defenses in the league they're gonna rush him because they're gonna challenge the Colts offensive line and they know Wentz is in a the scrambler they also know he's not the best at visualizing the field so good lord I can't wait till you know Aaron Donald rushes him all game long. He ends up getting that one clean sack on him, you know, hurts his ankle again, and he's out for the season. So. The only
2: prayer for the Colts is really that O-line, which has been dominant the past few years, but they can only do so much before, once it's hit. Mm-hmm. Next yeah. up, C.D. Lamb placed on the COVID reserve list. Just another just another COVID
0: issue with, with the Cowboys. I mean, it happens to every team. Mm-hmm. not much to say on that. Um, you know, there's a lot, a lot going on in the league right now. C.D. Lamb is going to try his best I get, just to get back on the starting roster. But.
1: I don't see any problems with this. I mean, yeah. he's having a great camp. It's not like yep. he needs the reps. I mean, we all know he's going to start week one. He's, he's going to have shoes. a
2: breakout year. Yeah. Now we'll be moving on into our preseason segment where we discuss some of the preseason action this week. Starting off with the Jaguars-Saints. The big competition here was between Winston and Hill about who will actually take over the starting role after the Drew Brees era came to a close. Right now, I'm definitely looking at Winston. Uh, Winston, I mean, was
1: there even a competition between... I mean, Taysom Hill, obviously. Yeah, He's a versatile player, but he doesn't have an arm. He doesn't have accuracy. He's He's not a quarterback. There was something... Someone... I forget. I don't know if it was part of the Saints team or not. Someone tweeted out. They said, Lamar Jackson is Taysom Hill's poor... Or a poor man self of Taysom Hill. He's like, we have Taysom Hill for a reason. Uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, Ravens aren't like using him, uh, as they should be. We are developing Taysom Hill. And that is why we have Taysom Hill for a reason. I think he'll start. And I'm like, no, Winston has a cannon. You saw it last night or two nights ago, Winston, obviously, through for a couple touchdowns. Wentz not looking bad, actually. He's not looking bad. I mean, it's all he had to do was just focus on his vision, and he should be fine. And with the weapons that the Saints have, he has Camaro that he can just dump it off to. I don't know when uh, Michael Thomas will get back. We'll see how his injury... Uh, I don't think he's coming back. I mean, I think he'll miss probably the first four or five weeks. I'm not sure. Taysom Hill did have a good... Touched down pass last night. but He
2: had two amazing ones. Yeah, they, Followed up by amazing catches. I saw that. They were good. But, but, they were
0: good catches. Jameis Winston just has a better, better mind for the field. He works better with this Saints offense, in my opinion. Just put Taysom Hill tight end for now.
1: Yeah,
2: honestly. <laughs> or
0: something. I mean, you can use him. He's still great, but he's
2: not a quarterback. I think. With Thomas being a big question mark on if he's gonna play for the Saints this yeah. year. Marcus Callaway, I think he's earned himself at least a spot on this team. Yeah, I mean let's With, see, who's
1: their other wide receiver? Like they, Call- said, they they oh. trade
2: away a lot of people Do Call- they, they, they still play. have Emmanuel Sanders? No, they okay. trade he yeah. was a, a casualty of the cap, oh, so yeah. was um the tight end, I forget his name. Oh,
1: was it Jimmy Garner? No, he went to the Bears. To I, I don't Bears. know. I, I mean, Callaway's probably going to be a number two, maybe a number one receiver, depending on how he does uh, in this next preseason game if he starts in regular season. I mean, I think he's a solid wide receiver. I mean, he's big. He obviously showed off his hands. I think he can be a good, like, number two uh, option for the Saints. <sighs> next up, we have Trevor Lawrence.
0: Questions on him, man. I mean, personally, uh, he, he's, he's – not a bust yet, in my opinion. Not I, I don't want to say he's a bust because he's not yet. But not looking too good in preseason. Just, just not looking like the Trevor Lawrence we saw in college. And in my opinion, that's why I, I think they should stress NFL coaches to let their draft picks or their undrafted free agents before they even, you know, even think about drafting. Tell them, look, college ball is different from the NFL. You may succeed. You know, like Justin Fields. For the most part, is succeeding. You know, he's, he's learning the game. He's growing with the NFL. He's growing with the speed of the game. Trevor Lawrence, not so much. He's playing like he's back in college. I mean, I'm telling you, the game is different, and I think he needs to learn that. But once he learns that, personally, I think he'll, he'll be a good quarterback.
2: The other question, Mark, there is he also has a college coach. Irma Myers has mainly right. been a college coach. You right. see, so a college coach comes to the NFL college quarterback comes to the NFL exactly it's, it's a matter point. of adjusting to these and defenses the problem the is
1: their offensive coordinator though is an NFL coordinator he didn't come from college so like it's two different views like college you spread it out most you use the
0: college is way, It's very different play yeah. styles where it's NFL is more just you know we're sticking to our play style sometimes it doesn't work sometimes it does
2: and like now in the NFL you have these defenses you have the Rams defense right. Ravens Buccaneers board. Steelers who are Shut down.
0: Yeah, there's literally. I mean, that's that's what makes their team, the defense. And if you can't – it goes to prove If you can't, you know, if you can't figure out a way to stop that, you are going to be majorly unsuccessful in the NFL. That's just how that's going to go.
1: Up next is uh, how long does uh, Andy Dalton start? Um, I, I don't mean – I can see, obviously, I know why they're going to start him against the Rams. They have the number one defense. Andy Dalton has that veteran experience. But, I mean, let's say they lose – 0 1, fans are obviously going to be like, start Justin Fields, but they play the Bengals next. And that's an, that could be an easy win depending on how they play. I can see Andy Dalton starting against his former team, but then they play the Browns. I think that's the decisive game because if Andy Dalton loses to the Browns, which means he loses to two pretty decent teams, I think they go with Justin Fields the next week against the Lions, which is a winnable game. It's which a could, nice ease in Yeah, it could give him confidence. NFL. I mean, that's, I think that's all he needs right now is if he can get that confidence, he has the talent right now. I think he can just. He gets that confidence, he Who, could be Justin Fields. No, Justin Fields, I think he could be a great <laughs> starter. I mean, if you look at their schedule, there's definitely winnable games, but on the other hand, there's not very a the lot. They have to the play, play the NFC West, which is obviously never easy. I mean, you have to all four teams play off contention. I mean, Bears are just a very interesting team because of their schedule and because of, I mean, what do they do at quarterback? I mean, I think they just start Justin Fields like week four against the Lions. Yes, yes, I agree.
0: I think I think they'll start Andy Dalton for probably maybe a quarter of the season and then end up uh, throwing Justin Fields in. And I think when they throw Justin Fields in, he's gonna do good. And personally, if you're the Bears, I think, let's say Justin Fields plays, You know, they go and they play the Lions. Maybe he doesn't do good, maybe he does do good. Either way, I think they should throw Justin Fields in against a better team. I mean, they play the Ravens, they play the Buccaneers. There's a lot of chances to throw him in against a very, very, very talented defense. Throw him in there. See how he does. If he scores more than, I don't know, you know, 20 points, you got something good. You got something going on. Because if you can get over 20 points as a rookie quarterback against a very talented Ravens, Buccaneers, Packers, well, Packers aren't really there, but a very talented defense, you got something going.
2: The, The thing with Bears fans, they have to understand that throwing him in week one is just not a good idea. No. Uh, yeah, a rookie yeah. against such a strong defense, yeah. no, nah, it's not it's going to work. And especially if he hasn't
1: taken first-team reps. And for the rookies, it's
0: more about points. It's more about developments. How many points yeah. can you score? It's not always about winning. You know, I mean, sure, he's going to want to win. But, look, like I said, if you can rack up three touchdowns
2: against a very good, solid defense, you know. They might be competitive next year if Rodgers kind of leaves Green Bay. But this year is definitely just going to be trying to develop him into an NFL starter. They're hoping for a lot. I don't even know if they may make, yeah. make it to the wildcard. I think they're just hoping for a wildcard spot. Yep. Now we're going to move on to Zach Wilson's performance against the Packers. Getting high praise from Rodgers in his performance. Zach Wilson can throw the
0: ball, just as uh, just as the Green Bay Packer quarterback legend Aaron Rodgers said, he can chuck the ball. Hundred percent agree. Zach Wilson had a great, just a heck of a heck of a a game. I mean, overall it was just outstanding. I loved seeing him. Throw the ball around, make smart decisions, throw in tight spaces. I mean, he's he was just seaming passes into these into his um, excuse me, not quarterbacks, wide receivers. All in all, great performance from Zach Wilson. Got nothing much more to say about that. The
1: connection to Corey Davis is going to be important, I think, because if you look, Corey Davis had four catches, but they were for seventy yards. I mean, that's like half of what Zach Wilson's stats were. He threw for one hundred twenty eight yards, made nine completions. I mean. If half of those completions and yards went to Corey Davis. So if Corey Davis can stay healthy and the offensive line can somewhat, I don't know, make a push for Zach Wilson, it, that connection right. can prove lethal to defense. If he's
0: throwing to Corey Davis, four receptions, right, 70 yards, that all that, all that shouts out to me is confidence. Zach Wilson has confidence in his arm. He has confidence in his receivers. He has confidence in his mental game on the field. That That's, that's a very, very good
2: sign for the Jets. He also had a good connection with Croft. He got. I think he got maybe both of those touchdowns that he mm-hmm. threw. And he Wilson went nine for eleven. That's pretty darn good That's for very good. Very like good. Starting good. out. Two against touchdowns. Pretty good team. Yeah, I mean, especially a good
1: Packers defense. Yeah. I mean, they're not for the adult. Jets,
0: you guys should be you guys should be excited for what's to come. Not not saying you're gonna make the playoffs in the next three years. You probably won't. You're gonna have to fix up that defense a
1: little bit. But I mean should be very exciting. They could easily they could use Zach Wilson and Corey Davis as a like a recruiting thing. Like you can be like, hey, we have an offensive now. If they could just get some defensive people, uh I know they had a defensive lineman injured. I mean that sucks. It's bad. But I mean if you could get maybe like one or two awesome offensive linemen in the off season, the right. Jets could be like a third second, third place team in the division, not just oh, last anymore. I mean, I they're agree. looking promising. I like Zach Wilson as their quarterback. I agree. Uh, next is the Ravens' 19-game preseason win streak. I mean, yes, it's the most meaningless uh, streak in the NFL, or winning streak in the NFL. But I mean, hey, I mean, it just shows that the, I mean, backups are doing good. Uh, obviously Vince Lombardi, his record. I think was it? or uh, tied it? Retied yeah. Tied it. 19 games. Uh,
2: I, mean, I don't know. It it shows depth and good coaching in this Ravens team. Like mm-hmm. every year, they have quality depth. All the way through their third strings. Yep. And then they all. And then it just shows that this is a winning organization, an organization that's not going to take a loss in anything. No. They're always going for the championship. The Ravens
0: are a winning organization. They're one of the best organizations in, in all of NFL. I mean, they haven't been a raw, or been a been around as long as some of these other teams. You know, the Steelers have been around for very, very long. But look at the win percentage. I mean, she's the Ravens' win percentage is through the roof. They they're 16 and 11. When it comes to the playoffs, that's second um, overall. For, uh, out of all the teams, that is that is second. They're above the Steelers. Now people have the argument: Well, uh, the you know Steelers have been around longer. Browns have been around longer. This team's been around longer.
2: Okay. But also look look at just the you know, amount of playoff wins since 2000. Exactly. The Ravens have been a franchise for four years, mm-hmm. and since then they've had 16 playoff wins, which is more than the Steelers. The only team more than them is the Patriots with. Obviously, like, six Super Bowls, at right. right times. Yeah, Tom Brady. the Ravens are,
0: if not the most consistent team in the NFL when it comes to playoff wins. Um, that sounds stupid, but preseason wins. They win. They strictly win. I mean, yeah, they had that one you know, awful season after they won the Super Bowl. But other than that, yeah, not much to worry about for the Ravens.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just hope hope the Ravens can stay healthy. It's uh, more so just, yeah, staying healthy
0: yeah. and developing a quarterback. We have Lamar, 95% developed, but you know, just just keeping him healthy and, and keep teaching him.
1: Now with the NFL storylines, Emerson Griffin is going back to the Vikings. Uh, thoughts on that?
2: He had a long trip to get here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yelled out, called out Kirk Cousins for being awful. Told Mike Zimmer he never should sign him again, and then told him he was an idiot. Left, went to the Lions, just then went to another team, and then he decided uh, free agency is not my thing, and decided to come back home. I mean,
1: God, uh, obviously the Vikings need him as a pass rusher, but it's just a question of does he connect with the team? Is the chemistry still there? I don't know.
0: I mean, I- I'm just absolutely appalled by the Vikings that they they got him back. Yes, okay, you need him, but this game is also about chemistry. You need to have chemistry on your team. What he just told you to your face that you are an idiot. You should have never drafted him and that your quarterback is is awful. I will not say the word, but it's terrible. Yeah. Come on. I mean, are you serious? You're like, come on. I don't care if he's good. I don't he could be the best freaking player in in the world. He could be the best player in the NFL. I'm not taking him back because I'm seeking out the help of my team and my team needs better chemistry. He's bringing no good chemistry to this team. He's a hot hit. What happens to a criminal when you arrest them? They say, oh, okay, I'll stop. I promise I won't do it again. Come on. <laughs> if they're in the right mind, they'll do it again. If he finds a better team, he'll leave. What's that? If he finds and... a better team, oh, he'll Oh, of might... course. He'll ditch. He'll definitely ditch. Mm-hmm. And which makes it even worse because he didn't want to be there in the first place. He's just he's just here for the money He's just here to get signed. He's got this big old smile on his face. Happy
2: to be back Well, I know I'm not happy that you're back on the Vikings even though I'm not a Vikings fan An interesting storyline and in now is the Ravens for Kenji Bihar We talked about this last week It's such a interesting signing, but I guess uh just they really needed him for those last three snaps.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just, just needed him to kneel that ball, you know, end yeah. the game there. I don't even get
2: I, it. I don't get it either. I don't know what the point of that was. Maybe they were planning on... Maybe they were just I, testing him out, see so uh, if he was good enough. or like Yeah, I guess they tested out how his knee was. I mean, I know, they had him before, <laughs> then they cut him, then they brought him back, and they cut him within a week. So I, I, I don't know what the idea was there, but... I mean, I, I thought they were going to keep him, personally, for the, for the
0: season, because, you know, Trace McSorley out...
1: Well, Trace McSorley must not be injured as bad because if, who's our, if we don't have a third stringer, because, like, Lamar Jackson... I believe uh, the third string
2: right now is Sam Cooke. Maybe, maybe there's Sam some behind Cope. the scenes. Maybe Kenji Bahar just
0: isn't, isn't NFL material. So, that could be a total reason. But, uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> he ended the game. I guess he got three snaps. <laughs> His first NFL snaps, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Got enough for him, so uh,
1: just, I guess they said...
0: Yeah, end of the game. Here, Here's the ball. I'll take it home.
1: See ya. Mm-hmm. Next NFL storyline is uh, Sue and Michelle traded to the Rams today. I think that's a great trade for the Rams. Uh, I mean, they gave away two draft picks, which obviously the Rams don't have any draft picks for the next like five years, mm-hmm. so we we'll, might, we'll, might as well not keep them if you have them. But they desperately need to send him to show, obviously, Cam Akers gets hurt with his, uh, I think it was his ankle injury. And uh,
2: they don't really have much experience in that backfield. Like, Henderson was looking decent, but. And
1: now he's, he's injured. I mean, he hurt his thumb. Oh, I nice. think he's going to start for week one, but.
2: It's, I mean, they it's, still do Jake Funk, but he didn't play very much last season. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the it's not, it doesn't really hurt the Patriots that bad. They <laughs> still have, I believe, White on the team. So they still have some depth at running back, and they have some people shining and. Preseason, but mm-hmm. so hold on. Who did the Patriots tree for? That's my question. They had they like a fifth, a fifth and
1: sixth, and sixth round. Sixth, oh, yeah. okay. So it wasn't anything major. Yeah, so, it was major. He's not a major running back. He's a good pass catcher, which I think the Rams could use because Henderson's he, Henderson's a downhill runner. He's not mm-hmm. much of a like a screen pass, dump off pass. Give an option. So, Patriots still so, James Sudford. White,
2: Damian Harris. So oh yeah, they're fine. And, and I mean Stevenson got a couple. Steps as long as White team and Harris stay healthy, they'll be okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, next is uh,
1: Robbie Anderson signs a pretty big extension with the Panthers. Two years, I think $27 million with uh, over $20 million guaranteed, which for him, that's a big deal because a lot of people don't really uh, – I think he's an underrated receiver. Mm-hmm, definitely. He, he's a really reliable pass catcher. I mean, he's got great hands. He may not be the biggest receiver, but he's definitely quick and is, has uh, great route running skills. So I think this is a good move by the Panthers. I think it's a great move
0: too. Sam Darnold coming in as the new QB. I mean, Sam Darnold's a, you know, he's a decent QB.
2: A Anderson QB. Anderson must be seeing something good in him. He's willing to stay for another two years. Yeah, I mean, hey, if you're going to make Sam, Sam
0: Darnold a good
2: QB along for the ride,
0: you know, might as well keep Robbie Anderson. Anderson wants to stay. Like you said, he's seen something in Darnold, and I, it's going to be pretty good. It's going to be pretty, you know, pretty fun to watch like those this, two connect This
2: team has weapons. It's just a matter of, can they? is Sam Darnold the quarterback that can use them?
0: I think he can. I think 100% he can. I think Sam Darnold is definitely good enough. I think he's a good developed quarterback and i always talk about the mental side of the game because that is huge you have to mentally be prepared and visualize the field Robbie anderson man like cole like you said before before we even started he said you, know, you compare it to a guy a baseball player he's not a power hitter he'll, he'll get you hits every time he steps to the plate he'll get you a single maybe a double every now and then that's all robbie anderson does but hey eh. that's all
2: he needs to do with yep, this that's point. all you need to know Now let's move into the NCAA, we will be now talking about the alliance that has now been formed between the ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12. Based on trust. Thoughts?
0: Uh go ahead. Yeah, me first, okay. Yeah, go. oh uh, I don't I don't think the alliance is a bad idea, I think the alliance is a good idea. Based on trust? Okay. That's where we have the that's where I have the issue. Um no 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 no. If you're, if we're gonna do this, okay, right. And the Alliance is just not strictly but mainly for scheduling purposes, you know, these teams can or these um, conferences can schedule their own games Who they want to play when they want to play makes it a little better uh, Trust I think not there needs to be a signed contract to Represent this alliance you can't just that's like that's almost like a group of friends, right? Just playing around and saying all right we're gonna protect each other, right? So if, if I get beat up, you two gotta help me. But I'm gonna trust you to do that, right? No, okay. When that friend gets uh, knocked, you know, knocked on his tush, and those two run away, you know what I'm saying? If it's, it's, those two run away, they don't help you. That's when you start rethinking the trust issue. So, oh, I don't think the trust issue. Or I'm sorry, I don't think the trust is gonna come in handy. That, that causes arguments. That causes disagreements. There has to be a signed contract saying this, and once there is a signed contract, go for it. I'm all for the alliance, but the trust issue just, come on now.
1: I mean, I don't understand, like, why would you... This is just gonna turn out terrible. Whenever this goes into effect, I would not be surprised after the first month, so there's a report saying ACC is thinking about leaving because they, Big Ten and Pac-12 are, I don't know, like forming something else behind their backs. I'm like, well, you didn't sign a contract, so this is yeah. kind of your fault. And also, there's I forget which commissioner said it. I think it was the Big Ten saying they wanted the they wish the Big Twelve uh was part of it. Why didn't you invite them to the meeting? Mm-hmm. Like they didn't in, right. they didn't even say to the Big Twelve, hey, we're having an alliance. We are thinking about making an alliance. Why don't you come and join us? Why, why didn't you do that? I mean, yes, you said you said the Big Twelve is a big part of the Power Five conference and should be included. Well, you should have included them. They could have made it better. I mean. I don't, I just, I just, Pac-12 I don't know.
0: Commissioner George Klyovkov said there's an agreement among three gentlemen and there doesn't need to be a contract. No, That's dumb. That is so stupid in my opinion. I, obviously the NCAA has no saying this. They shouldn't have a saying this. The NCAA is going to be... I think they're going to be gone. Anyway. They're going to it isn't, disappear isn't the point bit.
2: of this to get, try to like face out the NCAA? So then yeah. why aren't they doing it right? Trying to like mm-hmm. actually come together and make a difference rather than I, make think, a difference. I
1: think it's just because they were intimidated by the SEC having Oklahoma and Texas, two powerhouses in the uh, college football world, just join the SEC. <laughs> so I think I think the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12 felt a little bit like they were on the weaker side. They needed to form something in order to compete with the SEC because obviously the SEC, I think, in my opinion, has been a powerhouse conference for the past couple of years, But and then they add Oklahoma and Texas. So That's just insane.
0: Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren said... What that says is that our contracts are important. Absolutely, they are critically important. But with, but with where we are in college athletics right now, what we really need is things to be stable. There's a lot of uncertainty right now. We have many issues we need to deal with. We just felt like we could look each other in the eye, shake each other's hands, and say we have, a, um, <clears throat> say we have responsibility to the past students, athletes, present student athletes, and future student athletes to be able to do something that is right for once. Okay, I agree, but once again, come on. I mean, you're at a national stage. This is this is no joke. This isn't a little front, you know, front yard football league. A contract has to be signed if you're going to make an alliance. I mean, I, I don't know how that's
2: going to work. So now the question is, what's happening to the Big Twelve? Now that they're they're actually down two teams.
1: Right. Um. I don't know. I mean, there's reports of almost every team leaving, and the only way I think the Big Twelve can survive. Is Survive is if they invite Cincinnati and maybe one other team, because Cincinnati right now is a is looking really good as a team. They have a good quarterback. They have a, they have great wide receivers. A defense which is really solid. They have a top cornerback in the nation right now. If they can get Cincinnati to join the Big Twelve, which is very tough, considering that it, they're just I mean Cincinnati is not really a big like school right now. I I think they could maybe form, like, reshape the conference a little bit, but I don't see the Big 12 doing anything considering that teams are one, wanting to leave. Like, there's reports that Kansas is going to move to the Pac-12 or Big 10. West Kansas, Virginia wants to go to ACC. Yeah, West Virginia's going to the ACC, and then the Texas Tech and the, all those Texas teams are probably going to go to the Pac-12, so I just don't see the Big 12 staying.
0: Well, Texas and TCU, they moved to SEC, correct? It, no, Texas and Oklahoma Texas and that. Oklahoma, um, that's right. So, Texas, Oklahoma, they're going to be gone. Possibly West Virginia, Kansas, they'll be gone. Um, <clears throat> you know, if Kansas goes, Kansas State will probably go, right? Texas Tech's probably going to go as soon as Texas goes. As soon as Texas Tech goes, there goes Texas Christian University. OSU, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, Iowa State and Baylor, you know, anything can happen with them. So, uh, as it looks right now, the Big 12 is just just plummeting. Yeah, I, I mean,
2: yeah, I don't, I don't think there's anything's gonna happen. Recently, the AP released their top twenty-five NCAA teams. So, what are your thoughts on these rankings?
1: I'm just gonna run through the rankings for anyone who doesn't know uh, what they look like right now. Uh, Obviously, number one Alabama, Oklahoma at number two, Clemson at number three, Ohio State at four, Georgia at five, Texas a Texas A M at six, Iowa State at seven, Cincinnati at eight, Notre Dame at nine, North Carolina at ten, Oregon eleven, then Wisconsin, Florida, Miami at fourteen, USC at fifteen, LSU at sixteen, Indiana at seventeen, Iowa eighteen, Penn State nineteen, Washington and Texas at twenty and twenty one, Coastal Carolina at twenty two, Louisiana Lafayette at twenty three, Utah at twenty four and Arizona State at 25. Where's Maryland? <laughs> Maryland obviously never getting in the top 25. My thoughts on this is I think there's a few underrated and then a few overrated. I'm gonna start with the underrated. I think Washington is underrated. I think they could make a push for the top 10. Uh, they definitely could win the Pac-12 this year. I mean, they got a good team. Uh, I think Louisiana, honestly, is a sleeper team because last year they beat Iowa State. It was a top 10 team uh, last year. They beat them at Iowa State. And they continued to dominate every team they played. I think they only lost one game, so I could see them moving into the top fifteen. Arizona State is interesting because they have a lot of off the field stuff happening right now, uh, a lot of like scandals and uh, investigations from the NCAA. So if they they could be really good or move into the top fifteen, um, let's see any other teams. I think. I Go think, uh, I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> USC could be moving up, uh, but I think the big team is Cincinnati. I think if they beat, because they have Notre Dame and uh, Indiana uh, both on the road this season, if they beat those two teams and continue to dominate every team in their conference, I could easily see them in the playoffs. I
0: think a sleeper team is North Carolina as well, <clears throat> in my opinion. North Carolina 7-3 and last year in their, in their conference. Their receiver core, though, is very talented. That's one thing that I've always followed with North Carolina is their receiving core. Very talented. They have a all-around, well-shaped At offense. Number one quarterback right now. Exactly. I was going to say number one quarterback. They're a sleeper team in my opinion. I think ten right now is is a perfect spot for them. But
1: personally, I think you should watch out for them. I think they can move up in the ranks. And also, Clemson took a step down. I mean, they lost almost all their offense with Trevor Lawrence, ETN, a couple mm-hmm. offensive linemen. It'll uh, probably take them a year to build. I think field, I think Clemson sure. will still beat North Carolina, but North Carolina could easily move into the top, I don't know, eight, maybe six. But teams that are overrated, in my opinion, right now, is Notre Dame could easily fall because they lost their quarterback. Uh, their, yeah, their offense is not looking good. Their defense is just going to have to save them because they have the top five defense. I don't right want to say
0: Notre Dame was a one-hit wonder last year, but I kind of do it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, that was just a... That was a fluke year. I mean, they made it all the way to the National Championship. No, they lost it. I'm sorry. semifinals. Oh. <laughs> obviously, didn't go well. But, yeah. yeah. Didn't go smooth for them. They had to face Alabama. But, uh, uh, they kind of – I shouldn't say they get lucky because nobody gets lucky like that. But, you know what I mean. Yeah. Fluke uh,
1: I think Florida is definitely overrated. They lost almost every person on offense with Kadarius Tony, Kyle Trash – Kyle – yeah, Trash, obviously. Trout. Trask and then Kyle Pitts, a star tight end. Defense is not even good to start with. I mean, if, if you don't have an offense, you don't have a defense, and you play in the SEC, it might as well be Vanderbilt. Um, I hate to say this, but LSU yeah, is, no, it's probably should be a 20, maybe 22 ranked team. They should not. They should. Uh, yes, we have. Uh, okay. L- I am an LSU fan. We have a great quarterback, but he could be also. Really bad. I mean, I'm a couple, you, you were five and five last year. Yes, that's because we didn't have any returners. Now we finally have returners, and I think I think we could eat, we could move into top ten. But also on the other hand, our schedule shows that we could probably be a I don't know maybe a seven and five team. Uh, I just our September is looking really good, but October when we had to play Alabama, uh, Florida, Auburn, and Ole Miss in the same month. It's just not looking good overall. And then finally, an overrated team, Texas. I do not see why Texas – I mean, I think Texas could fall out of the top 25 really easy because they don't have a good – no one knows what their quarterback is looking like. Everyone's like, great quarterback, love this new coach. Texas is not very consistent. I don't
0: – I mean, Texas, what's, I don't see what's so special about no, them. No, I don't either. I don't mean, honestly, I don't think they should be in the top 25 right now. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Coastal Carolina. I couldn't tell you what's going to happen this year with them. Um, they had a great year last year. Um, I'm hoping they have another good year this year. They have a very you know, good opportunity to have that, but you know it's they, it's just this. They're a developing program right now, so we'll have to just wait and see and see what happens
1: with I, that. I'm just going to wrap my predictions up with the. I think the top four teams that are going to make the playoffs this season is going to be number one team. I'm going to say is Oklahoma, Oklahoma 100%. and then number two. I'm going to say is Georgia. Then, number three, I think, is going to be Clemson. And then I think Alabama falls to number four, but I could easily see them as a number five. But I think it goes. You'll have know, Ohio State go the
2: top for this sure. year. I, I know. I, I
1: have Oklahoma, then Georgia, then Clemson, then Alabama this year. I think Georgia makes a strong run, and Oklahoma has a great team this year.
0: Never know. The Iowa State boys might turn up this year. Yeah. But we'll have to wait see. We'll see.
1: Thank you for listening to Triple Overtime. Next week, we will be back with our final week of preseason analysis, NFL Week 1 predictions, and insights into Week 0 of college football.
2: We are Triple Overtime.